4: tough crowd wow the markley van camp and robbins show welcome in i'm jamie markley that's david van camp there's scott robbins okay so biggest story out there was ukrainian president Zelensky visiting the united states mm-hmm. they kept it a secret for a long time didn't want anybody to know yeah what's the deal with the sweatshirt we'll, we'll get to that okay A question is this how about the timing of everything yeah i thought so too okay so you've got the omnibus bill going on, right? That should have been done by September 30th, but they pushed it back. And then what was it, a week or 10 days ago, they're like, yeah, we're going to push it back again. Yeah. All right. So all the people that are making the plans in D.C. have to know when all of these things are happening at the same time. Title 42? Oh, it just happens to be this week. Zelensky coming in asking for more money? Oh, it just happens to be all at the same time. All of a sudden, you've got all these massive stories happening at one time. Very convenient. Mm-hmm. Yes, so some don't get covered so much. But heroic last night, the speech he gave, huh? Zelensky? That's what I
5: thought. Very much so,
4: yes. That was the takeaway from a lot of people. Yeah. And listen, the whole thing with Ukraine is, I mean, I'm conflicted in a number of different ways. But I think the gall of the guy, the way he uses some of his
6: words, asking for money, is a bit much. Am I the only one? Well, I I go back and forth on that because, I mean, on on the one hand, I mean, we are on pace now to to have spent $100 billion on that war Mm -hmm. uh, as Russia has invaded Ukraine. So, yeah, a, a little bit more thank you, a little less. Please, sir, may I have some more? And I did hear nice. the thank yous in the
4: speech. Yeah, yeah. That, and so, that
6: was better to me. And I, and I think, to me, that's, that's one of the things that has uh, somewhat made me feel a little bit more conflicted. Hearing that, because you don't always hear those clips. You don't always hear those statements. Right. It's, it's usually, we don't have enough. We, we need more, 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 more. And, hey, even though we bombed Poland, that's an excuse to get America involved in this war with Russia. You know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you take a step back... You think, okay, this is a guy who is – he has run a masterful propaganda campaign on the world stage in defense of his country. And so to me, as I really try to take a step back and try to get out of my own bubble a little bit, realize I'm not mad at him. He's doing exactly what you would hope your president would do under the same circumstances which is try to rally support around the world, get as many resources as possible to try to defeat an invading force. The bad guys, in my opinion, are these weaklings in Congress who think that if you have any question about how this money is being spent, whether or not it's a good idea to keep doing it, any questions at all about it, they call you a Putin sympathizer. Those are the bad guys, not Zelensky. Zelensky is not the bad guy in this equation.
4: Yeah. In a way, you've got propagandists against propagandists yeah and the ones that are hurting the american people the most are the ones that are from our country yes that is frustrating yes well you had sent me uh, you know the statement last night and so before i saw any of the speech i just read it Mm -hmm. and it says uh you know we're at war if you're our strategic partner then you can't go blocking anything for us i think that's just about fairness
6: well, hold on a second. Well, You're that, not dictating any term. Well, to be, to be clear, that was actually when he was asked about Donald Trump back during the first impeachment. Oh, goodness. I thought that was from the No, no, no. no. That's, why, that's why I sent it, because it's really funny how all of these people are, are falling all over themselves saying wow. how strong Zelensky is. And part of that quote that I sent is that he was saying there was no quid pro quo between him and Donald Trump. So these Democrats, <laughs> who love Zelensky now, didn't give mm-hmm. a flip about what he had to say a couple right. of years ago. They didn't care. Interesting, Very interesting. And so this is part of the speech
4: from last night, what we're going to hear now.
6: Yeah. Oh, well, this is actually from the joint press conference. Part of the, this is kind of getting at what, what you were just mentioning. Uh, here's what Zelensky said. Part of this is the translator and part of this... Is him in English talking about Joe Biden sending Patriot missile systems? Okay.
1: What's going to happen after
6: Patriots uh, are installed? After that, we will send another signal to President Biden that we would like to get more
3: Patriots.
0: We're working. That is our life. We are in war. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. That, that is my
6: appreciation. So. Again, I think this underscores what I was trying to get at. He's not the bad guy. The jackass is laughing about it. They're mm-hmm. the bad guys. Totally see that. <laughs> the, he, he, his country is at war. Okay? Of course he's going to go and ask for more resources. But the people are like, oh, yay, ha, ha, we're bankrupting our country for another country that until like a year ago we said was so hopelessly corrupt it could not be a member of NATO. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> It's those guys yes. who are laughing about spending your money, my money, Scott's money, everybody's money, funding this almost comedically corrupt country. You're quiet over there, Scott. Come on out with it. What is
4: it? Uh, what, what's your opinion?
5: I want I want to be more like David and less like me. Really? How yeah, so? Because there was just a part of me that just wanted to, you know, get the cane and yank him off the stage last night. Say, <laughs> Enough. <laughs> Enough. What do you want from us? What do you want? And what are we getting?
6: Well, I think
4: that's a big question. I mean, seriously. Well, you'd have to buy in that. And I think the Wall Street Journal board was trying to make this point. Well, it'd be way worse if Putin would have just taken over. And we didn't put up all this money for a fight. Because then we would have had to put more money into backing NATO because it'd be right on Germany's doorstep and they would have taken over one of the Baltics by now and and, and all of this stuff. And that's what you'd really have to buy into to think that we're doing the right thing by saying, no matter how much time it takes, no matter how much money it costs, we're in. Because that's what we're saying. Right. So if... If it's just $45 billion at a time, and then it's another $6 billion in aid, and then it's another $20 billion here. I mean, that's what we're signing up for. Yep. And if you're against it, it's going to be another irritation every time it happens. And we do have our southern border right now that, well, we know what's going on there. there Five million people in less than two years have just come across, and we don't seem to care about it at all.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Don't seem to care about it. Congress doesn't care about it. They want it to happen, or they would stop it. So all of that is very frustrating. Um, Okay, let's get to the FBI because this is another big story, and this one's not
6: covered very much, especially legacy media. Um, So we we had what, in my opinion at least, is the most significant drop of the Twitter files earlier this week that talked about just how closely the FBI was working with Twitter, including sending employees over there, including reimbursing Twitter for, uh, for training and whatnot, and including doing dry runs about just in case, hypothetically, someone were to drop damaging information about Hunter Biden and his connection to Joe Biden with corrupt business deals overseas. Uh, So that's a pretty big deal. You know what?
4: On that real quick, because if you take a step back and you were to make this statement, and honestly, (laughs) Elon Musk did in a tweet, and it's so simple but also profound to say... um, The United States government paid Twitter to keep information away from Americans. Yes. In its simplest form, that's what happened. Yeah. That should freak people out.
6: Well, the analogy that I've used uh, with some skeptical friends and relatives of mine as we're talking about this, because with some people, if you say Twitter files... They roll their eyes okay here's another right-wing conspiracy theory they won't recognize it as true until the washington post writes about it in two years Um, that's just how this stuff rolls all right it's true um but the analogy that i've used is imagine if uh at the height of the mostly peaceful riots in 2020 we find out that the that Every media outlet in Minneapolis hired a bunch of people straight out of the Minneapolis Police Department, and what they wanted to do was make sure the George Floyd video never saw the light of day. And they delayed it as much as they could. You'd be outraged. Yes, you would. I'd be outraged. You should be outraged. You can't have law enforcement just doing that. You can't have much less the most powerful intelligence apparatus the world has ever seen. Uh, which was the case with Twitter, actively engaging in disinformation campaigns to keep information from the American public. That's unacceptable. And to pay millions of dollars for it. Yeah. So the, the FBI put out a statement that basically said, hey, we do this kind of stuff all the time. It, no, it's all legal. Okay, you realize that's worse, though, right, FBI? Yeah. It,
4: sometimes I think... We have organizations and people so drunk with power, they lose a sense of reality and self and certainly self-awareness. You see it all the time. But that's astounding, man. And again, we paid the government millions of dollars to keep information away from United States citizens. It's crazy. Um, One of the things we're going to do today uh, for fun, it's a bit of a look back. I know a lot of people are doing that right now, looking at the biggest stories of the year. Um, And some of these are just comical, David.
6: Yeah, they are. And I think this uh, kind of goes along with the Elon Musk Twitter file stuff. Uh, Tom Elliott, the guy who started Gravian Media, has an annual list of most mortifying media moments of the last year. Mm -hmm. And so 2022, number one was, well, the reaction to Elon Musk buying Twitter. (laughs) <laughs> roll it
0: we've seen it devolve into something that is nothing close to truth and nothing close to unifying in the country as we see it today and here we have something as important as twitter now descending into the hellscape that he claimed it wouldn't be
2: my tummy meter says there's something just not great about this it seems to me that it's about free speech of dude jump in if you want i don't <laughs> want my care my
5: tummy meter is that yes. what he just said
6: he said tummy he Guy's meter. trying to
5: not make noise he's like tummy meter tummy meter <laughs> Yes. Who says that? That Has anybody ever said that in your life? My tummy meter doesn't calculate.
6: Uh,
4: No. no.
5: (laughs) The answer is no.
6: Not any dude that I've ever known. No, exactly. I would just say if I'm talking about my tummy meter, it's because I just got out of Golden Corral. I was going to say, you're on your way down the hall. That's more of an egg timer to see how long I have until I need to go to the bathroom and now. Yes.
0: Okay, go on. Tommy
2: Meter says there's something just not great about this. It seems
0: to me that it's about free speech of straight white men. And he himself is a troll. So his idea of freedom yeah. means freedom to be a jerk and to be cruel and to have no one be able to stop you. It certainly feels like we're in the dying days of this platform. You need controls on this. You need regulation. You cannot let these guys control discourse in this country or we are headed to hell. <laughs> Gee, a
4: minute! <Yeah>. hell? <laughs> How embarrassing to hear that back now. So you have a bunch of these teed up for today, oh, David. Yeah, I got a lot. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's going to be a lot of fun. Jeez. A lot to get to. My tummy meter. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you've heard this before. The CEO of Toyota says, you know, there's a silent majority of automakers not fully sold on electric vehicles. Really? <laughs> get to that and much more coming up right here. All right. The Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Martin, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, electric cars. Got to get an electric car. Heard it from everybody this year. Jennifer Granholm, Pete Boot Edge Edge, Secretary of Transportation, Biden, on and on. We got to get an electric car. And then you see the headline. Well, the CEO of Toyota, Akio Toyota, but that's Y-O-D-A, not T-A. That's his name. Okay. So the silent majority of automakers not fully sold sold on electric vehicles. Are you surprised? So they're wondering if electric vehicles are really okay to have as a single option. But they think it's a trend, so they can't speak out loudly. Because the right answer is still unclear. We shouldn't limit ourselves to just one option. Yeah. Remember when we were hearing from specialists when it comes to climate saying, okay, this is overblown. All right, you're talking maybe 50 years to 100 years. Yeah, you could see some issues, but we always figure things out. But the future is not electric cars; it's probably hydrogen. I remember going over that was it three months ago? Yeah, and that's exactly what the CEO of Toyota is saying.
6: Oh yeah, I mean there, there's a reason why Toyota, it, which is what one of the most one of the largest car brands in the world, is not. <clears throat> advertising constantly about its new electric vehicle while Chevy and Ford and others mm-hmm. are and it's because they, they're they not really investing all that heavily into it which is not because they're climate deniers blah, or anything like that it's because they realize the business model is, is probably long term not very sustainable and this is a company that was on the leading edge of looking at alternative fuel sources they were the ones yeah. With the Prius, I mean, come on. These people realize that hybrid technology probably going to be around for a little bit longer, probably a lot longer than just fully electric vehicles. And so it's all about fuel efficiency uh, and how you can use some of this electric technology to try to make those cars go longer and last longer. Um, but the well, fully and electric you're not vehicles, as reliant
4: on cobalt.
6: Yeah, I
4: mean, stuff that you know to get out of the ground is not well. It's not green. No, it's not good for the environment. What about servicing these things? I mean,
5: do these dealerships all have a couple of technicians who excel at that working on these things?
4: Well, I'm sure they Should do.
5: Should they need to? I'm just curious because.
4: But you're also talking about a lot more money. Right? In exactly.
5: There wouldn't mm-hmm. be a big demand right now.
4: No to have somebody on a payroll and that's their
5: specialty or whatever, you know.
4: Well, and if you're going to be traveling long distances, how right. uh, do you get powered back up? That's yeah. also a question, you know, for right now. And it's always interesting to bring up Elon Musk when you're talking about electric vehicles because this guy was a hero up to a certain point. And then all of a sudden, you know, what well, you just had the clips of the media freaking out about Elon Musk and Twitter. Yeah. He was a hero to these people. Oh yeah. And now just a total demon. But he he has said Elon Musk from Tesla. At this time, we actually need more oil and gas, not less. Realistically, I think we need to use oil and gas in the short term because otherwise civilization will crumble. One of the biggest challenges the world the world has ever faced is the transition to sustainable energy and to a sustainable economy. That will take some decades to complete. Ah, yeah. oh,
7: he's the devil!
4: Oh, okay. All right. He was a hero just not too long
6: ago. Okay. Who got Busted. Looking at porn on Twitter, who? Oh, man, Samuel L. Jackson. What? Yeah. So apparently uh, yesterday was his uh, 74th birthday. Okay. And he was spending it by looking at uh, very explicit adult videos and liking them on Twitter. And evidently he did not realize that your likes history on Twitter is public. You can see it. (laughs) (laughs) So a bunch of people are like weighing in like, hey, Sam, like one guy says, hi, mate, letting you know that your likes are public and everyone can see them. Another one said, we can dead ass see your likes. They're public big, bro.
3: I don't remember asking you a damn thing. Oh, my
6: gosh. Is that embarrassing? Why would you like stuff like that? uh, Well, you know, he's 74. He's just hanging out on his birthday. You know, that's That's apparently what he wants.
4: Happy birthday to me! I want you to know that I like it. Uh, yeah, okay, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Cole is coming back. What? That and much more coming up right here. Okay. All right. The Mark Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the X. David Van Camp, the Millennial, and the Sexy Boomer in the Camouflage. Scott Roberts. You
7: might, you might. They they might be able to make might right, and they're not able to do it.
4: <laughs> yeah, wait
7: what in the hell was that
4: inspiration that was biden talking specifically to the ukrainian people i want to go
5: to successories and get that on a plaque
4: you know what Do you want that whole speech do you want that whole it's like 30 seconds if you want that part
7: yeah Yeah. oh yeah to ukrainian people i say to them all you have demonstrated you've shown your strong stand against aggression in the face of the imperial appetites of autocrats who wrongfully believe you might, you might, they they might be able to make might right, and they're not able to do it. (laughs) Thus far, they've not, they've stood alone, you know, and you have, but you haven't stood alone. You have had significant, significant help.
6: See,
5: here come the words hurtling at him at 100 miles an hour. (laughs)
3: Fighting them off.
6: Uh. You, need, you need some of those air defense systems for yes. the English language. That's can, right. Can I propose a simple presidential swap?
3: I'm just <laughs> saying, saying. You can propose right?
6: anything. I'm just saying, if Zelensky is the president of the United States, our deficit is gone, okay? We're, I mean, seriously. There's no be, doubt about he'll that. He'll be out there going, hey, like, like the Salvation Army bell ringers, you know, going around the world. America needs your help now. Give us money. Yeah, and I suppose someone could push back on you, David, and say, you know,
4: well, that's fine, but Zelensky, he shut down media in his own country, to which you could say, so did we, right. <laughs> with the FBI. And churches.
5: <laughs> yes. We did that, too. Yep. Yeah, Better believe it. But every time Biden speaks, you hear the air raid siren.
4: <laughs> 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 oh, man, Wall Street Journal, I saw the headline, coal no longer shunned. Keeps Europe's lights on through frigid winter. This was predicted. Well, yeah. And we talked about it uh, a few months ago. It was already starting to happen. But, uh, yeah, European demand, especially in Germany and Poland, is one reason why the world is on track for record coal consumption in 2022. Hmm.
6: Wow. are, Are you telling me that maybe windmills and being Vladimir Putin's female dog was not a good strategic move? No, it was not. For Western Europe, but really, huh? Interesting. You know, this story wasn't reported
4: that much. I don't even know if we talked about it here because a lot of stuff that's happening in the UK, we got enough stuff going on here. Did you hear about the weather patterns like two, three weeks ago in the UK? There was no wind. And (laughs) it was a mess because there's scrambles for people trying to buy energy just to keep the lights on. Yeah. And the heat on, because they're dependent on wind. And they're like, well, it's supposed to get windy again on Tuesday, but heading in this weekend, the winds are like zero to five mile an hour. We're not going to get it done. And I mean, you're just dependent on it. Or all of a sudden, if you're depending on the sun with solar, oh, man, it's cloudy again. We're not, we're not getting enough juice. People talk about this all the time, but I guess people on the left just think, well, that's not true. There's never a day the wind doesn't blow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at weather patterns. Anyway, uh, yeah, coal has made a comeback. Um, what is it, the International Energy Agency said that European demand is one reason why the world is on track for this record consumption, and coal will continue to be the global energy system's largest single source of carbon dioxide emissions by far. Adding that it expects global demand to flatline before falling after 2025. Yet doesn't it feel like in this country people's heads are on fire about climate change? And changes have to happen now. Yeah, isn't that one of the reasons the economy is where it's at right now? Because we could be energy independent and refuse to do so. It's, it's just maddening. There you go. Coal is on track (laughs) Uh, for records this year, and I suppose continuing into next year. Sure. Especially with the winter that's going to be happening. So that's just one of the stories out there, and it's time for this. (laughs) What's your story, David? Because we're always looking at stuff. It might not be the biggest story, but it caught your eye.
6: Oh, yeah. Well, the campus newspaper at Princeton, that Princeton, yeah has a heartbreaking story of injustice. Oh, boy. Three members of the diversity, equity, and inclusion staff have all quit since the fall of last year because of lack of support from the university. Oh. Uh, two of them are they-thems, and one, I believe, is a uh, female. Uh, this does sound sad. If uh, uh-huh. You probably want some support here with... <clears throat> Go ahead. Well, Turner, who worked in the athletic department, did an interview saying, I am a black, queer, non-binary person who came to Princeton to create a more just and equitable playing field for all. Some of my fellow colleagues with little background in DEI were quick to push back on trusting my more than 10 years of experience in this work. <laughs> Maybe Because what you do is pointless and useless. What
4: is that work exactly? What do you do other than have meetings and coerce people to do stuff?
6: Well, we'll see, the meetings were the problem, okay? Oh. This has been very traumatic. All three of them, by the way, used the word traumatic multiple times in this interview. (laughs) Jim Scholl, also non-binary, resigned from the university in September, uh, said that the meetings that they had often felt performative. The groups don't operate with any urgency, which is a failure to recognize that people's health, well-being, and safety are on the line. (laughs) Dude, I'm sorry. The non-binary person is talking about performance art. Yeah. Uh, I can offer one specific example. When I made a request to go get the monkeypox vaccine in New York, (laughs) I explained in an unnecessary level of detail that I needed to take the day off to go to New York for the appointment. The response to my request was, well, can you still join the staff meeting in the morning? I was like, okay. And then I had I, I had to work on the train on the way to my appointment. You know, the thing is that with monkeypox, you actually didn't need the vaccine. You just needed to stop jumping in the pile for six weeks. That's it. Vaccine's <laughs> that great, but if you stop, you know, bobbing for apples in the community pool for a little while, cool it with that, you'll be fine. All right. Uh, but, but that was traumatic, okay? Oh, God. I, my, they didn't have any consideration. This is a quote. No consideration for the context of a queer person trying to survive yet another plague. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Holy mackerel.
6: Yeah. The, the, yeah. The, the, best, the best, to me at least, is uh, Dr. Ravina Ross also quit because she didn't get a promotion. See, she did get a promotion eventually. But it was traumatic because she had to interview for it. <laughs> <laughs> traumatic?
4: Yeah, yes.
5: Right. Yeah. Because you have to interview for it.
4: Oh, my
7: goodness.
4: And <laughs> <laughs> these people are in charge of something. They yeah. are. We've gone beyond equity, people. <laughs> what else do you want? And I, You know what? And I I shouldn't even ask it because it's almost like making this conversation go longer. But I'm guessing people didn't want to know the fine details of the monkeypox outbreak on said person. It sounds like they just gave it up to him. Because right. if someone says, could you tell me, well, how'd you get the monkeypox? Right. <laughs>
3: you, well, you can't do that. They did, You'll they get didn't, sued.
6: They didn't have the monkeypox at the time. They were trying to get vaccinated against monkeypox because apparently part of being whatever this person's identity is, is that they absolutely have to jump in the pile. They're required to. No fast in that world, huh?
4: No. Can't do it. No. Even with the monkeypox. Okay, what's your story today, Scott? Well,
5: uh, you know, Ukrainian President Zelensky addressed the joint meeting of Congress last night. Yeah. And I don't know if you knew this or not, but something scandalous happened. Some members of Congress who were present did not applaud Zelensky.
4: Oh, I did hear something about this. Yeah, and
5: now NBC News presidential historian Michael Beschloss wants to know and demand to know why. (laughs) Here was the tweet. For any members of Congress who refuse to clap for Mr. Zelensky, we need to know from them exactly why they didn't applaud this man.
4: Why do you need to know?
5: Because he needs to know.
4: So he can round him up and put him
5: in camps. That's why.
4: He's on a need-to-know basis. And right now he doesn't need to know.
6: What was the kooky thing he said? He said a lot of kooky things. And the thing is, this isn't just some random guy on MSNBC. No, it's not. He is an advisor to the president of the United States. This guy's nuts. What was it? What was his take? I can't remember it, David. There are, well, there are a bunch of times. If you had to pick one. One gosh. of them was saying that we, I mean, he said this a bunch of times, that we are in a more perilous time than the 1860s. Yes. Right. Yes. Unbelievable.
4: But that's like a hell, no hell of a work's thing, isn't
5: it? I demand to know why you didn't applaud Zelensky. I demand to know.
4: Yeah. Uh, Real quick, uh, my story is just that the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that the government cannot require federal contractors to vaccinate their employees as a condition Mm. of government contracts. Uh, We knew there'd be a lot of lawsuits. You look back at everything now with forced vaccination. And, I mean, obviously, we were talking about it at the time. It's unconstitutional. Can't do it. Um, but man, I don't see any apologies out there, oh, and I don't no. see a whole lot of people. St- wouldn't you have more respect if someone at Legacy Media said, "You know what? We really screwed up. We broke we broke trust with the American people because we went along with this. We should have asked more questions. We promise you, the viewer, that we're going to do better in the future. To look out for you." If yeah. They always say that. I would, but I, I wouldn't believe them. That's the problem, right? But that, that's a nice speech. And at the
5: end of it, they conclude with, and why didn't you stand and applaud for Zelensky?
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's, you know, something else we'll get to later, too, was, you know, the Washington Post finally putting out um, a story on the study that says exercise almost any amount reduce people's risk of being hospitalized or dying of COVID. I saw that, yeah. That was something else that was being talked about But never at Legacy Media. You can apply that to all sorts of maladies. You can. You know? Yeah. Yes. But, I mean, goodness gracious, at the very start, say March 2020, if doctors would have came out and said, listen, okay, we're not here to shame anybody. But if you are morbidly obese, you're really putting yourself at risk here. Because they knew that
6: information very early on. Yeah, Told the story of one of my neighbors dropped has dropped a lot of weight because of yes. the beginning at the beginning of the pandemic. Yes, her doctor told her, "You will die if you get this." Right, and she said, "Oh crap!" And she's gone from being in a mobility scooter to having to occasionally use a cane. That's awesome, man. It is awesome. But they they
4: could have did that. They didn't do it. Okay. Thanks, fellas, for your stories. Now, as we continue our year in review today david and uh was it a credit to grabian for uh some of yeah
6: this? tom elliott he has his list of the most mortifying media moments of 2022 okay. uh, making the list that i want to highlight now is the conspiracy theory that supreme court justice neil gorsuch refused to wear a mask around justice sonia sotomayor when the justices <laughs> both said that's not actually true and for some of this time sotomayor was actually working remotely So it
4: wouldn't even matter.
6: That's right.
4: All right.
0: Roll the audio.
7: Tragically, anti-mask insanity has now reached the highest court in the land.
1: What a mean-spirited, almost ghoulish person Neil Gorsuch is. Neil Gorsuch is prioritizing his right to be a tool over protecting Sonia Sotomayor's life. That just seems ridiculous. Can you put a mask on to be polite? What kind hard. of
7: workplace is this?
0: It's not hard. Neil Gorsuch, <laughs> shame on you. Shame on you. You, Neil Gorsuch, are both a rotten co worker, dangerous to be near in a pandemic, and tonight's
6: absolute worst. <laughs> God, these people. And it wasn't true. No, it wasn't no. true. <laughs> that story wasn't true.
3: Yeah. Did these people
4: feel any embarrassment? No, none whatsoever. Oh, the story about the Marine Corps. Did you hear about this? We'll get to that and much more coming up here. (laughs) The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. At least for me, when you think it couldn't get any crazier, I saw the headline, Why the Marine Corps May Nix Gender Identifiers for Drill Instructors. Like what? This is from the Marine Corps Times. And I'll just read from the story, because basically they're saying, no more, yes, sir. No, no, Well, if it's a colonel, yes, colonel, or whatever the title is. Okay. All right. Okay. Fantastic. There's a point to this that would make me very nervous. I'll get to it in a second. But the story reads, a new academic report on efforts to integrate Marine Corps boot camp recommends dropping gender-specific salutations for drill instructors... But service leaders are not convinced they want to take that step. Right. Yeah.
6: <laughs> yeah. You know, if you talk to anybody who's serving right now, and, and they can't you know, talk about it publicly, obviously, but one yep. of the things that tends to be a common theme is they are all sick and tired, or many of them are sick and tired, of idiots from academia who've never worn a uniform coming in and telling them how to do their job. And that's what it sounds like. Well,
4: speaking to that, David, the lengthy report commissioned by the Corps from the University of Pittsburgh there you go. in 2020 and completed in 2022 points out that half of the military services already have done away with gendered identifiers for training staff. Hmm. Um, the report states the Army, Navy and Coast Guard effectively de-emphasize gender in an integrated environment. Instead of saying ma'am or sir, recruits in these services refer to their drill instructors using their ranks or roles, followed by their last names gendered identifiers prime recruits to think about or visually search for a drill uh, instructor's gender first before their rank or role. Okay, just as a non-military person, I want to make sure to get the rank or role right because you could offend somebody. Yeah. Right? If it's a sir, it's hard to screw that up.
6: That's right. (laughs) It's also more efficient.
4: Just saying. Absolutely it is. Um. the story goes on to say the proposal was under consideration by a Marine Corps leadership team assembled to guide service efforts to integrate boot camp. Colonel Howard Hall, chief of staff for Marine Corps Training and Education Command, told the Defense Advisory Committee on women in the service in December. He got some concerns, said this is going to take some effort. Honestly, that's not a quick fix. You know, and I'm paraphrasing, but you got young recruits that will or will not be reinforced when they graduate and enter the fleet Marine Force? And then you go up the line? Yeah. They're like, no, that's a yes, sir, to you. <laughs> <laughs> what gender would you like me to refer to you, sir? Damn! Damn! <laughs> you know, the woke stuff, man, when they say infiltrating the military, they're not joking around. That's just another example. This is the
3: Markley Van Camp and Robin Show.
2: Are you ready?
4: Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So, last night on Tucker Carlson's show, Texas Governor Greg Abbott appears. If you're not familiar, Tucker Carlson has been saying for a long time, "Why doesn't Republican Governor Abbott send the National Guard down to the border? We have a crisis there." Yeah, we he's have been for, on that for a long time now. For almost two years. Okay. Before I play any clips of this, say we've talked about this so many different times. If you go back two decades, you could argue the border is the fault of Republicans and Democrats because they were letting people in illegally to benefit their party at different times. Especially now in the last 10 years, it's been more on the left. And certainly since Biden took over, it's become, I mean, insanity and not sustainable and even though legacy media has been saying this <laughs> the right winger is just talking about some crisis at the border. It's not even happening. Now, at least you do have some legacy outlets like NBC or CNN down there, MSNBC, to report on it. Okay. So Abbott decides he's going to go on Tucker's show last night. And we had talked about this yesterday. The Texas National Guard were there. And you're seeing them with the rifles. And, you know the Humvees, everything else, saying you can't get in here. Okay, so Tucker's question is to Abbott, why not do this before? This interview goes for like six minutes. So on this show, I'm trying to get to the most important points, and I'm trying not to misrepresent either person. But sort of like it, this was the gist of it, okay? Um,
6: because I know you haven't heard this yet, David, yeah. I want your reaction as, well, a lifelong Texan. Well, I, I'll just a- ask, though, because the – the texas national guard has been involved for a while not but not necessarily like with rifles razor wire and stuff like that but operation lone star has been going on for a while
4: yes and that's abbott's point and tucker's point is why not stop people from coming in Mm -hmm. like you have over the last 24 hours with rifles and
1: why there's a very easy and direct answer to it that you could find out if you just go through my twitter account you'll see about five or Six days a week, we're posting images of what our National Guard is doing on the border. They didn't just begin in El Paso. Uh, During the entire time that Joe Biden has been president, we've had thousands of National Guard on the border constantly. First, let's do the math based upon what you laid out. We actually don't have 19,000 National Guard at our disposal. The reason is because Texas leads all states in the country in having our National Guard deployed to regions across the entire world. And so thousands of our National Guard are actually in other countries at this time.
4: Okay, and then he goes on to talk about Mm -hmm. deployment and things like that. I think, and I don't know if this was both of them misunderstanding it, I don't think so. Again, Carlson's point is, you should have been stopping people from coming in. Why not do that? We know that there have been people down there sometimes just assisting in whatever effort, but not
2: stopping people from coming in. So then it gets picked up. First, you said a lot of your guardsmen are abroad. Were you boasting about that, or do you see that as perverse, that they would be helping other countries while not present to defend our own?
1: I'm saying it as a fact. Uh, that Texas has uh, uh, more of its guard uh, that are called up to active duty service to serve the United States of America, uh, which they are proud to do. It's just a but, fact. But, but wouldn't,
2: but that would, that, but wouldn't that, defending our own border from an invasion of millions of people be the single most important thing any American could do, particularly an American under arms whom you control?
4: Okay, so at that point, because in my mind, that's the way a lot of the country sees the situation. Yeah. But probably not in Texas. Why? Well, how do? How? What's your vibe of people in Texas,
6: thinking of what Tucker just said there? Well, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm a little confused as to what Tucker Carlson's point really is because if they're called up, if the Pentagon says, "Hey, we're we're going to do this," I mean, that's not Greg Abbott's call. So, I mean, if you want to have the conversation about American military priorities then that's fine, but that's not Greg Abbott's deal. All right, there's probably two minutes of this left, Mm -hmm. I think, roughly.
4: It's probably worth rolling through this? Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, those who are here in Texas, again, we've deployed up to 10,000 of them. Uh, The only reason why it would not be more, you gotta understand this also, uh, and that is there are some who retire every single month. Uh, some who are. No, I, uh, I get it. Re- but, but, but why not, service, why not why but we're, just we're, say, I'm the governor of Texas?
2: More every single we're month. the greatest state in America. Every Texan I know, including relatives of mine, they all think Texas is the best. You're the governor. Why don't you just say, any person with military and law enforcement experience can join up? We are starting our own force. It's volunteer or just go to Midland, Dallas, and Houston and get your donors to fund it. They would. I'd send you money. Everyone would send you money. And we're going to stop this on behalf of the state of Texas and the United States. You could do that. Biden people would back down in the face of that determination. Why not? Okay, so before you react, David, you wanna hear Abbott's answer? Uh, sure. Okay.
1: Uh, Tucker, actually we, we onboard uh, new members every single month. We, we do go through both that recruiting process as well as people signing up. They onboard, they go through the training process, they get ready for deployment, and then we deploy them. So we are constantly involved uh, in adding to uh, those who can serve us on the border. And they get special training that is different what they have to do in the state of Texas compared to what they may do in Afghanistan.
2: Do you see this as a hair on fire emergency that's more important than anything they would have done in Afghanistan or Ukraine or any other country around the world? Do you think this is the most important thing those guys should be, could be doing?
1: Tucker, I have made that point to the United States Congress, uh, asking for more resources so that we can better defend our border, knowing that the federal government is not defending our border. The only people capable of doing it uh, would be Texas. And what is Texas getting? Nothing.
4: All right, just time out there. Mm-hmm. So, is that line of questioning
6: from Carlson unfair? Well, d- Honestly, from what, and I didn't see the whole interview, but it it just, a lot of it is kind of nonsensical. I mean, you're going out and recruiting people. They are. That's called the Texas National Guard. So I, I don't, I, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I think, okay, now I'm getting into
4: mind reading and see, Scott, if you, if you track with this. If I'm to guess what Tucker Carlson's trying to say is there would be people in Texas that will go line up on the border to keep people from coming through. Do it. Why not do it? Somebody's got to stop this from happening. Obviously, the federal government's not going to do anything, and it's going to be up to you
6: guys. You better do it. I guess my my question is: they again, they they have that in the in the form of DPS, in the form of the Texas National Guard, where people do go volunteer. But if Tucker Carlson is suggesting that you know you round up a posse of vigilantes. Right. Right. That gets messy in a hurry, and I think yeah. that would probably be a bad idea for any government official to start pushing for.
5: I, I agree with that. I was going to say that. I say it mm-hmm. could be a dangerous precedent if you're just knocking on doors, going, "Hey, you got a rifle? Come on."
4: Yeah, there's about a minute left. You okay. want to do the last minute? Oh, maybe sure. In a half hour? Yeah. Or do it now. Uh, do call. it now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Roll it. From the but people government. would send you money, to, send to, to you Asia, money. if you Texas. started
2: up a voluntary fund. Send Greg Abbott money. People would put you in their wills. I mean, you'd probably be president of the United States if you did that. I'm serious. If you took control and closed the border, which you can do, you would be a folk hero sung about by future generations around the campfire. I I, I just think it's that simple. Texas, once again, takes a
1: stand against an invasion. It's not the first time you've done it. So, Tucker, let me me tell you, we've done exactly that. I'll give you an example. I want you and your audience to know that today we uh, begin putting up even more border wall. Texas is the only state to build our own border wall. My point is this. We started a fund called uh, Uh, borderwall.tx. I can't remember the rest of it. We'll get it up for you. But anyway, we have okay. a fun.
6: Okay, that wasn't his best moment. That's pretty embarrassing. That's Joe
4: Biden there. <laughs> oh, boy. I would say this, too. I think there are so many conservatives across the country that have seen weak Republicans in so many different ways with no backbone. That when you see what's going on in Texas, you're hoping somebody takes a stand in some sort of way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And honestly, if we're to ask ourselves this question, because I haven't heard anybody say this. If it was DeSantis in Texas, what do you think he would do? And we don't know this. Again, this is mind reading. Yeah. I'm guessing he had the National Guard down there in force much more than 10,000 months ago,
6: stopping people from coming in. That would be my guess.
5: I would guess that, too.
6: Maybe. I mean, again, I'm, I'm not sitting here starting the Greg Abbott fan club. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, I know, like, I know. if you have 10,000 people available and you use them, then it, would Ron DeSantis create people to throw at the border? But I think the 10,000 people weren't stopping people from coming in. That was part of the issue. And then and then the other question does come to jurisdiction and who can actually legally do it. And then are you actually talking about a war between DHS and the Texas National Guard? Possibly. Well, well, I mean, I don't I know. Think I, I think to me it's like, yeah, I, I get it. You could probably have done a lot more a lot sooner. And you know when your when your fallback position is, hey, we've been posting about it on Twitter. That's really not that good of a of a line of of, of argument. I, what I'm also saying though is that uh, Tucker Carlson just presented some pretty, I mean, ridiculous arguments <laughs> to the to the. Uh, as far as from a practical and legal matter, dude, it is ridiculous. Yes, I don't think it's
4: ridiculous to a lot of people in America right now right. that are frustrated. I think that's no, wait, sure, I mean, it but, that's, but that's not
6: a policy
3: position. Yeah.
5: But right. my deal is this, too. You know there'd be a battalion of liberal lawyers if you just started putting guys down there with guns. Yeah. That would sue the hell out of the state of Texas and everybody else they could get a hold of.
6: Oh, I don't think that's I, a good excuse either, but, no. you know. So what? You got to stop it. I mean, the
4: people well, no, in your I, state are suffering. I don't
5: disagree, <laughs> but I just I just think handing so, guns to people who volunteer is probably not a good idea.
4: Uh, well, you're going to have people that will tell you, well, how do you think the country started? Yeah. What well, were you. <laughs> I'm, listen, man. All I'm not I saying need is some guy goes off the deep end. Three days end. before Christmas, let's start civil war. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm telling you the vibe of the country. There, here's the way this is. It's like 30 seconds.
1: Uh, the people are giving money to for Texas to continue building the border wall. In addition to the billions of dollars, understand this, Tucker. The state of Texas is coming out of our pocket to the tune of four billion dollars every two years for Texas to secure the border. Not the federal government's money.
4: I know, but to the rest of the United States, whether it's fair or not, they're like. Wait a second. You could have done the GoFundMe just for Texas and had that wall built.
2: It, it could have been done. Yeah. Well, I think the long term cost of allowing this trump any cost in preventing it. Just my view. I appreciate you coming on tonight, uh, Governor. Thank you very much. OK, sure. Oh, and then Tucker had the swipe
4: as he promo the next interview, which was Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he took a guy down, an intruder? How yeah. did he tease that? Well,
2: Jim Duggan is a pro-wrestling legend. An intruder has broken to his home in South Carolina. He didn't wait for federal money. He immediately, immediately defended himself.
6: <laughs> yeah. All right, tough guy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> what? People are frustrated, man.
2: And I then, understand. You know what? I'm telling but... you, there's
4: a good part of that that's unfair
6: to Texas in general. Right. Well, then inform people of what's going on instead of suggesting that you go to war with the federal government. Well, I thought, and again, I think Greg Abbott's been fairly weak on it, but yes, that, Tucker Carlson was just laying out things that were not true. Um,
4: now we'll see where it goes. I think this is why so many people are excited about DeSantis, because whether he actually would or not, people are picturing him taking control of that.
5: You've only got a few days to tap the mind of Liz Cheney. She could get
4: this thing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we're running out of time,
4: guys. Oh, you know what else we got to get to? Um, David's rundown of the year in media and hyperventilating, which is very funny. Straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Uh, maybe you saw the story. Afghanistan's Taliban has banned all education for girls. Wow. Well,
6: what? the world is watching. Do they know that? <laughs> That's what I thought.
4: Man. Well, who could have predicted this? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Three jamokes on the radio? Just pay attention to news a little bit or history?
5: They promised they were
4: not going to do that. Well, I think our Secretary of State, strong man Anthony Blinken, said wasn't he going to do everything at his disposal? Was he going to go to every tool in the toolbox to protect Afghan women? We will use. Yeah. I will use
7: every diplomatic, economic, political and assistance tool at my disposal, working closely with allies and partners who
4: feel very much the same way to do everything possible to uphold their basic rights. Well, I guess, can someone in the media bring up that that guy is a total freaking failure? Because even with all of his allies and everything that they always say... Allies and partners who feel partners. very much the same way. Yes, and the world was watching, and all their rights are gone. And, of course, easily predictable. Okay. Big deal. Uh, David, you're in uh, rundown of the media. This has been fun. What are we up to now?
6: Oh, uh, Tom Elliott, the guy from Grabian Media, has his list of most mortifying media moments. One of them... Was the conspiracy theory that Donald Trump had secretly deleted more than seven hours of phone records during the Capitol riot? That wasn't actually true. But again, they ran with it, man. Okay. Seven hours? Makes the 18 minutes of erased Oval Office tapes around Watergate look like a game of patty cake.
2: There appears to be a real cover up.
0: The gap suggests staggering and potentially willful omission. Donald Trump has acted like a mafia boss.
2: Donald Trump and his allies, whether they removed calls from the log or they made secret calls on burner phones, <laughs> knew what they were doing was wrong and tried
5: to hide it. Simple as that.
6: Not
4: simple. This is as fantastic, man. I'm wow.
5: Sure.
6: No, because remember, after all of that freakout, there was the quiet update to it where, oh, actually all of the records are accounted for, and uh, it was because they were using, like, cell phones not burner phones, but, like, regular cell phones that, like, we all have, you know <laughs> They just whisper that part, but they right. I, I guarantee you, if you were to go out and pull a bunch of people who watch CNN or MSNBC, hey, did Donald Trump delete a bunch of phone records on January 6th? They'd probably say yes They're still saying well he, he called the neo-Nazis fine people right. When he didn't, he explicitly said they should be condemned totally.
4: <laughs> yes, he did. But who wants to correct that now?
6: Oh, doesn't matter. It makes no for need. a good story.
4: Uh, I'm glad the Washington Post uh, finally came out with the story saying regular exercise protects against fatal COVID. That's what a new study says. Men and women who worked out at least 30 minutes most days were about four times more likely to survive COVID-19 than inactive people. According to, an. listen to this. Eye opening study of exercise and coronavirus outcomes.
5: <laughs>
4: Eye opening. I know, right? I mean, the, we know this to be true for every disease that is potentially fatal. Yes. We know this. To which someone that doesn't exercise and is out of shape. I knew one guy, he was in shape. He, he had a heart attack and he was right. on it. Well Go he on. smoked six packs of cigarettes <laughs> a day, or you know.
6: This is the Markley, Van Camp and Robin show. All right, biggest story of today would be what? Uh, I guess it'll be that we're barreling towards spending another couple trillion dollars. That's a done deal, huh? Well, you know, it's part of the the operating budget of the United States of America, funding Michelle Obama Trail in Atlanta or in Georgia somewhere.
4: (laughs) Oh, and all the LGBTQ plus centers. Oh, yeah.
5: $1.7 trillion.
4: We're going to do that for other... Religious organizations, because that's a religion now. Mm-hmm. I doubt it. Point I don't think that's going to happen. Seven trillion. Well, it's oh. all this stuff in it. Yeah. Okay. What Republicans voted for that? We want to know that. We got a lot to get to coming up in just a few right here. Van Camp, and Robin, show Jamie Martin, Dave Van Camp, Scott Roberts. Who's in the Christmas spirit? Oh, I'm joyful. Well, let's not talk about the omnibus spending bill then.
6: Yeah, well, I mean, it is, it is going to sail towards passage. Uh, the Senate has also uh, rejected uh, Mike Lee's amendment to extend Title 42. Yeah. They're going to let that yeah. thing uh, just play out, I guess. Are you kidding me? Why? Well, because, you know, reasons. It's just the right thing to do.
4: Well this this was Mitch McConnell. So admittedly, I'm pretty
3: proud of the fact that with a Democratic president, a Democratic House, and Democratic Senate, we were able to achieve through this omnibus spending bill essentially all of our
6: priorities. Okay, was that doctored (laughs) essentially all of our priorities, right? I don't know.
5: I, don't, I can't anymore. Yeah,
6: no note our priorities, not your priorities, not my priorities, not anybody else's. It's their priorities. It's what they want to spend money on. And so you're talking about close to $2 trillion that they'll spend on things that most Americans don't even know or care about at all. No. Well, they hide so many things
4: in it. And they knew they were going to do this. All right, let's bring Zelensky to town. We'll have Title 42. Uh, and then we'll release this. What is it? 4,000 pages. But it's really more than that. Yeah. And yeah. Read through all that and then vote on it. Was Dan Bishop, the Republican from South Carolina, uh, talking about that? Yeah. Well, on Twitter, he was going through. He read through the whole thing. And he was posting like, oh, my gosh, you won't believe this. They put this in there. And then it was, you know, people North thought it Carolina, was a joke. By the way. North Carolina, thank yeah. you. The Michelle Obama Trail. The, what is it, Ukraine uh, Peace Park in D.C., something yeah, like, like that?
6: Ukraine Independence of Freedom Park or some such nonsense, which means someone's cousin who's a contractor will make some money building this park. Here was Bishop last night on Fox.
7: This is the way Washington works. This is the system in Washington. It's not a departure from the system. It's what the Uniparty wants to do. Yes. Uh, uh, Actually, if you include all $15 billion plus in earmarks, it clocks in at $1.85 trillion over 4,800 pages when you include all that. It's a betrayal of the American people, $47 billion more for, for Ukraine, $11 billion for the FBI before we've had a chance at <laughs> the first witness to see what they're doing in terms of censoring speech and harassing Americans, F- half a billion dollars more than the Biden administration asked for. Why more than they asked for?
4: I don't understand it.
7: And people want hearings
4: after what they just found out about the FBI. Mm-hmm. OK. David, especially when you're talking about D.C. and the politics of it for both parties, I think you have a better grasp. So that's why I tend to look at you when I ask the question, what would have been the problem with Republicans saying, hey, you can't do this. You can't drop this 4,000 page thing Mm -hmm. this week and give us time to go over what's in it, to vote on it. We're not doing this. You're not going to jam this down our throats. What how would that have hurt?
6: Them just saying no. Well, uh, it would have hurt because I'm sure, again, I mean, you got to think about, I'm sure there is some representative or senator's cousin who's going to be building that park and they need the money, okay? That's what it comes down to in the end. That's what it is. I mean, at the end of the day, it's funding pet projects. It's, it's, you know, grease in the wheels. It's, you know, oh, I really, this person did me a favor, so they're going to get some grant money from the United States government. Blah, 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 blah. And this is why people hate politicians. And I just think if the Republican Party really wanted to grow a pair, they would hear all the but the government's gonna shut down. And they would say, so what? So what? <laughs> I mean, look 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 at the look at all look at what happened across the country two years ago. You <laughs> we told the government told non government entities that their businesses or their jobs were not essential. It wasn't that there wasn't any money. It was that the government told them their jobs were non-essential, that their kids going to school, going to after-school programs, going to camp, all that stuff, non-essential. You're asking me to cry for a lousy TSA agent? Are you kidding me? I shouldn't say that because I'm supposed to be on a plane next week. Uh, I mean, I love the TSA, and I'm glad they're going to be fully funded and not furloughed. Okay. Well,
4: instead of <laughs> I'm just maybe answering a question yeah, yeah. that I was hoping would help me understand, you're just revving up my anger. Yeah. Thank you for that. No, well, that's I'll it. play the rest of what Bishop had to say, and then I have an apology to make uh, to somebody, sincerely. $400
7: million for a new FBI headquarters. Yeah. You know they, they have the provision in there, billion five, and operating funds for the Customs and Border Patrol is prohibited from being used for uh, for security of the American border, but four hundred million dollars for the border security of certain Eastern or certain Middle Eastern countries like Egypt is just amazing.
0: Okay.
7: Uh,
4: conversation with a friend of mine in two thousand seven, talking about someone going to DC. Okay. And he said, you're not going to be able to change the machine. You're not. One person, no way. I'm like, well, I don't want to believe that. I want to believe that one person can make a difference and maybe influence others to make a difference. He's like, you're not living in reality. no way. You're not stopping that machine. I'm like, I never want to get that cynical to really think that. I'll just be over
5: here with my head in the oven. Holy
4: cow! I just want to say, Luch, I'm sorry. You were right. <laughs> I've had to apologize. to I don't know how many friends over time, different ones, to say, you know what, you were right on that. I mean, See, but you want
5: to you want to believe
6: though
4: that it can you happen.
5: You you want to believe because if not, you just throw your hands in the air and go, well, nothing I no. can do about it.
6: The the roadmap, honestly, it starts local and by local. It's what we talked about yesterday. Yeah, mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, even yep. hyper local in your own home, yep, and yep. in yep. your own neighborhood. And then your own school district and then your own city council. All of those things matter. And if you really want to make a difference, it has to start in your own home and go on from there. But, man, you elect people.
4: And you think that they're going to be voting the way you want them to vote. And, you know, always talking about values and conservative values. Yeah, I'm voting for it. We got to. I got to get on that plane to get home for Christmas. You see the weather forecast? We got to get this done. Chop chop. Okay. MAGA hates
6: Zelensky because they're bitter he defeated Trump. Who said that? Yeah. Uh, so.
5: The- <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Who said what? that? What?
6: So Ukraine's President Zelensky spoke to Congress last night, and a lot of conservatives are mad. Not necessarily. Some of them hate Zelensky, but uh, a lot of them are more, it seems, bitter about the whole process, about the whole idea. Yes. That we're just supposed to keep writing check after check after check to Ukraine, which nobody really cared about, you know, a year ago. Uh, now, uh, apparently the very smart people in the national media know that it's something deeper. It's because all conservatives are bitter about Zelensky defeating Trump or something. Uh, this is David Frum, this, like, angry—he's one of the, he's one of these liberals who, all, who, again, like Lawrence O'Donnell— and Keith Olbermann looks like they haven't had a good bowel movement since nineteen eighty two. Just yeah. angry all the time and just like kind of seething a little bit. They look I'm still, to, I'm still trying to figure out how Zelensky defeated Trump at what. Well here, it. here's his uh analysis on MSNBC. Oh, okay.
3: I think a big part of the rage that the pro-Trump forces and the remains of the Trump family express toward Zelensky on social media, everywhere there can, is their awareness that he stood up to Trump and and that he foiled Trump's scheme. The whole Hunter Biden, that's the epilogue to the the big play, which was to break Zelensky and use him as a weapon in American politics, and Zelensky refused. He defied Trump, and that was our first indication of the measure of Zelensky. His courage and leadership. He would not go along with one bully and then he turned around and was and he let his nation oh. to fight an even more dangerous, more heavily armed, well, more aggressive bully in in Vladimir Putin.
6: During the impeachment, a lot of conservatives including Donald Trump pointed out that Zelensky said there was no quid pro quo involved, and media didn't care. No, they didn't. They certainly didn't. Man. Like
4: that's okay. a fantasy
6: that he just made
4: that, up in his oh, head. Oh yeah,
5: absolutely.
6: All
4: right. Golly. Do you, <laughs> MSNBC, this just reminded me of this. MSNBC uh, did a report that made Kareen Jean-Pierre look really, really stupid. Really? Okay. Yes. <laughs> and I don't know who did this. I happened to see it online. It was, it was just hilarious because now they're looking at the border. They have people down there seeing what's yeah. going on. So Corrine Jean-Pierre is talking about the border and they match it up with the clip from MSNBC, it's 15 seconds, it's hilarious, I figured it would make you laugh.
7: It is not that simple. It's not just that people are walking uh, across, uh, across the border. We were even able to see, as of last night, a lot of migrants just crossing, and migrants I spoke to this morning saying they haven't had any interaction with U.S. immigration authorities. They just walked right in. Whoa. Again, It is not that simple. It's not just that people are walking uh, across uh, across the border. <laughs>
4: yes, it is. Yeah, they are. They are, <laughs> actually. Yeah. Even your mouthpiece said they are. Yeah. Green, that's got to hurt. Okay, what's the deal with the
6: woman that got booted out of a venue in New York City, and how oh, did they do it? Man, this is a crazy story. So there's this woman named Kelly Conlon. Uh, she was with her daughter and her Girl Scouts group. They were going to... Uh, New York City. They were going to uh, Radio City Music Hall to see the Christmas Spectacular show. All right. And they get past security, and all of a sudden, a bunch of other security people come up and say, "Uh, ma'am, actually, you have to leave. And she's like, what's going on? Well, I don't understand what's happening. Well, they had used – they employ facial recognition technology to identify threats. She works for a law firm that is currently involved – in litigation against uh, what it is Madison Square Garden Entertainment, which owns that building or owns that venue, so wow. she's not working on the case at all. But she was identified as an employee of that law firm, and they said, "You got to get out." And wow! They, and they defended it. They admitted to it. That's the thing. Madison Square Garden Entertainment was uh, said, "Well, look." I, uh, it, 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 you're banned. Sorry, you're, everyone from that law firm is banned. And yeah, we use this technology, and yeah, we were able to do this. That is frightening, man, and that, it's perfectly legal. That's perfectly oh, legal. Smokes.
5: Wow. <laughs> you got your daughter with you, girls. <laughs> <laughs>
6: hey,
4: you bake me a cake. <laughs> I don't care about your religious liberty. bake my cake but you can't come into my venue
6: no this lady says i don't i don't practice in new york i'm not (laughs) an attorney that works on any cases against this company holy
4: smokes man that is wild okay try to digest that uh we gotta keep up uh it's time for another year
6: in review david uh yeah it is uh, this is courtesy of Tom Elliott, the most mortifying media moments of 2022. This is a pretty good one. Uh, after the Dobbs decision was leaked, indicating the Supreme Court was going to send abortion regulation back to the states. You know what that was time for, according to media? What? Civil war. Oh,
3: God. <laughs>
0: We are not just at the brink of a civil war, but that one has already begun.
3: This means war. This is literally what conservative white folks do when they don't get their (laughs) way. They turn violent. We've got to kill and confront that movement. These crazed, deranged folks who want to impart evil in every facet of our
1: society. And this is why it could be more dangerous than 1860 or the 1930s. This is a um, literally call to arms.
6: Over abortion. Was that Maisie? That was Maisie Hirono. Oh, God. Very disappointed. I was literally shaking at the violent rhetoric. She said it was literally a call to arms. a call to arms. Which is literally pick up a gun. Yeah.
4: Okay. Have you ever seen the abortion rights protesters? Uh Uh-huh. That doesn't have anyone shaking in their boots if we're talking war. No. (laughs)
6: Who are they going to get to
4: it's, go fight that? Are they going to fight that?
6: Those people? They. I mean, it, I'm, I may be broad brushing here, but I usually do get a hankerin' for some, like, pork sausage afterward. <laughs> yeah, the,
3: the pink hair. Just no saying, there's some hogs brigade.
4: out there. <laughs> yeah, right. oh, that's, that's a smoking hot one right there. All right, news update you got to hear it straight ahead. The Mark the gang Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins.
7: Here's what drives the driver uh, in the states that are affected. Here's what the, you can do, the drivers. It's been a heck of
4: a year there for the president, go. huh? It That's That's sure has, yeah. Well, I guess it's been a better
6: year for him than Sam Bankman-Fried. Yeah.
7: Yeah, this is FTX. FTX.
4: And
6: his girlfriend,
4: or his former girlfriend, turned on him.
6: Yeah, the, well, is the girlfriend <laughs> yeah. and then another person, the pile buddies is what they were. Right, yeah, right. one of the uh,
5: jump-off-the-top-rope girls. Yeah,
6: Sam Bankman freed the guy who uh, was was the founder of FTX, this big crypto exchange, and he stole everybody's money. He says, I didn't know I couldn't do that. Huh? Weird. Yeah, uh, his two former business associates uh, <laughs> apparently have already pleaded guilty. They were like, cut a deal, I did it. Yep, sure did. I'll tell you anything you need to know. Yes. Sam Bankman Freed has been arrested, but he is uh, set to be released on two hundred and fifty million dollars bond, which is interesting, because he said he only had a hundred thousand dollars to his name. So I guess mom and dad may I hmm. maybe. This guy probably doesn't realize how how much trouble he's really in. I mean, based on the number of interviews that he's done it's been fascinating to watch because he's just sort of going oh shucks golly gee yeah, yeah I, d- I, s- I didn't i didn't even know that but there's already proof that he did
4: know right <laughs> so taking all of the investors money yeah and filtering it to his other company yes well,
6: you can't do that. I like the way
4: he and said And then
5: it's gone. Right, I like the way he said he didn't mean to defraud
6: anyone. Right, I didn't mean to do
5: it. I didn't mean to.
6: And I think this guy was really under the impression that someone was going to come in and bail him out. I agree. And I don't 100%. think so. I I think he's screwed cuz somebody used him to make a pile of cash cuz they knew he was an idiot who was in over his head. Is this one of those deals
4: if I'm to oversimplify it, I guess. You look at the financial meltdown of 2008, mm-hmm. nobody went to jail. Okay, but we know that this guy very likely could go to jail, and Madoff went to jail because you had big names investing money in those yep. people. Yep. Who have a lot more contacts than they do. Don't ever s- steal money from rich people. You will go to prison, and that's what's going to happen to that dude. Yep. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robert show.
2: Are you ready?
4: the morning the gang Camp and Robbins show thank you so much for being here Jamie Markley David Van camp Scott Robbins man I'm looking up the Fox News crawl right now there's a poll out that says that fifty five percent of people say only five hundred thousand
6: migrants have crossed the border yeah since when since they yeah right, since right. yesterday <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean there there are a lot of people dangerously underinformed or misinformed about what this is I mean it, it, again it's all about what news you pay attention to. Uh, But I thought it was interesting. Part of this polling also suggested a lot of Republicans or conservatives who would watch conservative media underestimated the number of people who've come across the border in the last two years because the numbers are so unimaginably high.
4: Yeah, they are. Wow, man. Well, this goes to a problem we talk about a lot is a lot of people in the country don't know what's going on. And I don't, Know how you say that without somehow sounding arrogant or that you know more than other people? If there's a way, can yeah. you tell me how? Well oh, I would look at Scott. You can't, David.
6: <laughs> no, I, I, I because you just yell at him, Scott. I, you I don't know. Th- well, I think well, I... think about. It. I, I think about it in these terms. It's not that people, by and large, are just stupid or uninterested oh, no. in things. It's that no, you don't have people telling you what's going on. And if you don't spend hours a day either listening to the right kind of media or, or finding out the facts on the ground for yourself, and honestly, if you've got a full time job, you've got a couple kids, whatever, you know, you're on a softball practice, gymnastics yep. competitions, all sorts of stuff, you don't have time to, the, to do the deep dive into what is actually happening. We talk about that
4: all the time, but you look at so many different things, so many different issues, look at COVID, look at the vaccines. People don't know. They don't. Have Mike Judge
5: animated, next Beavis and Butthead go to the border.
6: (laughs) I would watch the hell out of that, honestly. That would be pretty funny. I mean, green energy. There's a number of different
4: things. And there's a lot of gray area, but not even an alternative thought when it comes to these different issues Uh and i guess the border is just another one of those yeah
5: but i think the networks are finally catching up they seem to be actually recognizing the fact that there might be a problem they're also still lie about it yeah
6: they're acting like it's a new thing right they are um but at least they're doing something and and sadly because of this you know the polar vortex and whatnot the cold fronts that are moving through there's a good chance we're going to see a lot of people dead at the u.s mexico border uh, even more than we already have and I mean this is a serious issue and it, it's really sad that not enough people are aware of how big this has been for at this point nearly two years And
4: it's interesting you know who has brought a lot of attention to it the mayor of New York City <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, because left media has to cover that guy when he says we we can't do this anymore what we've had 31,000 yeah I'm here, and they're taking the resources of citizens. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have made the argument, and it's true, actually the people that came here illegally are getting treated better because they have Xboxes <laughs> and they have great conditions. I'm not <laughs> joking. <laughs> no, I know. And hotel rooms. How many people in America you think actually know that? Yeah. Uh, here's another example. Saw this story uh, today, and this isn't going to get widespread coverage. You know that. About January 6th, text messages and emails from Nancy Pelosi's office reveal her staff held regular meetings discussing security detail, helped edit authorities' plans, and turned down several requests from federal law enforcement needed to protect the United States Capitol on January 6th. We've known about this for almost two years. Yeah. People think you're some conspiracy nut when you say it. No, it's true. Uh, Jim Banks from Indiana, Rodney Davis from Illinois, uh, Jim Jordan, Ohio, Kelly Armstrong, North Dakota, independently published a 141 page investigative report. This was yesterday, outlining what they describe as House Democratic leadership and capital authorities failures that left the complex vulnerable. And at the time when it happened, we were talking about how it almost seemed they wanted it to happen. Mm-hmm. You know people to actually come in you had as we've seen on video different law enforcement opening the doors for people talking to people as they came in there were also nuts that were attacking doing all sorts of knuckle-headed stuff but that wasn't most people
6: but you never see that coverage
4: it was an insurrection
6: it was a coup what one of those rare times when a coup ends when people just kind of wander away Yes. Yeah. No, I, uh, I I, think, you know, like you said, we've, we've talked about this for nearly two years now that uh, it's weird that security seems to have been more lax than it had been in recent years even. Yeah. And so yep. you know that you've got this rally going on and, and you're like, okay, well, we better be ready. You know, we better have some menacing dudes with guns outside of the Capitol to make sure that nothing haywire, nothing goes haywire. Uh, That doesn't excuse anybody because I don't think Nancy Pelosi was sitting there like sending out, you know, some sort of demonic mind control vibe to say you must come in and riot. But (laughs) I don't think that at all. I I don't think that she's 100 percent responsible for anything that happened. But, you know, there was an obvious failure there. And it looks like a lot of that failure was intentional. Yes, it does. Because people
4: were saying, no, 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 you need more security. Nah, nah, I don't think so. Well, and there's all these people um, that were arrested that were just inside the building. Snapped a few selfies and got out of there. Make it in time for the senior special at Olive Garden or wherever. Yeah. No big deal. And then, you know, this is kind of crazy. And we've heard so many different stories about the Ray Epps character. The dude with the MAGA hat the yeah. night before saying you gotta go into the Capitol. You need to go in.
6: Okay, why was that guy never arrested? Good question. Why wasn't even questioned? Well, the New York Times did this, did that puff piece a few months ago, <laughs> uh-huh. but never really asked him, hey, what did you mean by go into the yeah. Capitol? <laughs> what what did no, you mean?
4: it was all covered to say he's done nothing to see here with Ray S. Right. Weird. Well, hey, we've seen the video I don't know how many times of him, you know trying to tell people, well, the people that were there the night before were calling him out as a fed. Feds. Fed. 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 We
7: need to go in to the Capitol. Let's go!
4: They're going. No, we don't. <laughs> it's crazy, man. But oh, nothing to
5: see. So there. what's going to happen now, though, with these guys writing this letter, signing this letter,
6: or whatever? Oh, nothing. You know? Yeah, nothing. That's the that's the neat thing. Nothing <laughs> right, will happen. Right. Well, I mean, you got you got an inspector general report that's supposed to be coming out uh, sometime in the somewhat near future about the intelligence failures, which are again, they're not. I don't believe for a second they're intelligence failures. I think they're preparedness failures and those failures seem to be deliberate. Um, so, I again, uh, the neat thing is at the end of the day, nothing will happen. Isn't that cool? <laughs> Yes, and you know what?
4: I know that's true. It's one of those things, again, I want to believe something's going to happen and there's going to be some justice, but you're <laughs> probably right. No, no I, I think gonna. he's probably right, too. No. And then I feel like it's the scene. I can't help it. It plays in my head. It's liar, liar. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is piss and moan like an impotent jerk and take it in the tailpipe. <laughs> 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 that's what's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. From Pretty it. much,
6: yeah. That, that's what it is. Yep.
4: <laughs> Gosh. I, Dang it. I'm playing that scene over my head now. I <laughs> know. <laughs> yep. Okay. As far as a laugh
6: goes, this has been fun today, David. It's like a year in review. Oh, yeah, man. I, I always like this. Uh, Tom Elliott with Grabian Media does his uh, personal list of most mortifying media moments where he puts together a montage of how there was this massive group thing that was going on about stories that turned out to really not be true. Mm -hmm. And this has to do with the Colorado Springs shooting, the tragedy at that gay club, where immediately it was,
3: Republicans are to blame.
6: Okay, roll it.
7: I think that
3: DeSantis, Boebert, they have blood on their hands on this. When you demonize
1: someone to that extent, it's no wonder, again, that we get this kind of violence.
3: Targeting the LGBTQ
0: community, it kills. And I'm just wondering, what could I have done different? Seriously, as reporters, what can we do different? I think we have to have a
6: come to Jesus moment here.
0: Um, I think as reporters, we have to look in here uh,
6: and double down. Yeah. Who is that? I don't remember what his name is. But as wow, reporters, man. yeah, we have to double down. Double down on what?
4: That's right, because they were saying because you're trying to keep people from grooming kids, you're to blame for the shooting. Yeah. That was basically it. Just a quick question. Um, I know you're not much on Twitter, Scott. David, do you follow Gays Against Groomers? Yeah. That's an interesting follow. They actually have a protest going on. uh, Well, our friends in Knoxville, Tennessee, know about it. Going on later today. They've also been accused of stuff that they had nothing to do with. But it's interesting. I saw this, and they put it so simply in this tweet talking about the whole issue with kids in school and people trying to convince them that they're non-binary or maybe they're the different sex than what they were told at birth, all that stuff. And the tweet from Gays Against Groomers said, Kids go through phases. Tales as old as time. Emo, goth, punk, you name it. Today's gender craze is no different. Except this time, instead of bad haircuts... When they snap out of it, they'll be missing body parts and lifelong medical complications. Let kids be kids. I know it's a very simple way yeah. to think about it, but I thought that was really true. If you don't believe it, I've got some old pictures of Robbins and his haircuts. <laughs>
5: I don't even know what that means, but okay. You don't think you ever had any bad, bad haircuts? I may have had a few, but, but nature took care of haircuts for
4: me. Me too. I think mine were worse than yours, actually, if we were to have a competition. All right. Another news update. Oh, and the Scott Robbins trifecta is a dandy today. All coming up. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jeremy Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp.
6: Well, I know that, you know, a lot of people are worried about making ends meet, heading into the new year and rounding out the current year. You know, maybe, we're, depending on where you live, the cost of gas, you may have gotten used to it. It may have come down a little bit from its summer high, but it's still pretty high. Mm-hmm. You know, paying the bills this winter probably won't be as easy as it has been in years past. Yeah. But rest assured, because the Senate has passed a $1.7 trillion um, omnibus spending package, and the precious federal government will
3: stay open.
6: And, well, we know
4: that Mitch McConnell is... Happy about it. Feels good, I think.
3: So, admittedly, I'm pretty pr- proud of the fact that with a Democratic president, a Democratic House, and a Democratic Senate, we were able to achieve through this omnibus spending bill essentially all of our priorities.
4: Thanks, Franklin. I'm sorry, Junebug. Yeah, got it. Junebug. Go ahead, Scott. What do you want me to say? Well, I can tell you're chomping. Maybe not. Maybe it's. I get sick of this guy. Yeah, I know.
5: I mean, I get tired of it all the time.
4: You know? Same old nonsense, same old get along June bug. Well, people have said this for years. (laughs) A lot of times the problem isn't between Republicans and Democrats, it's the ruling class. Upsetting. And it reminds me in 2015. Early on when Jeb, exclamation mark, was the favored candidate for the Republican Party and the word out of Wall Street was, and there were pieces written about it, they didn't really care one way or another if it was going to be Jeb or Hillary Clinton. Either way, they were going to be happy. But anybody that was going to upset the apple cart, whoa, don't want any of that. Right. Because things are in place. And they're going to do well regardless. And then to figure out what we've learned in the last seven years as far as the FBI and the deep state, holy smokes, man, there's a lot to fix in the country. But I'm not giving up hope. I appreciate that. Even though I'm going to bring up hope and David's going to, you know, assault me with facts. He'll dash it, but that's okay.
6: Thank you. Well, that's appreciate okay. It. The only thing that matters is is you and your family and how you're going to uh, get through all of not, not, we, not just you. I'm just speaking generally in yes. your life. It's easy, it's easy to give up hope, okay? But just remember, it will get worse. <laughs> <Okay>.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Always no, know. I,
4: You know I do this all the time. I take a step back and I'm like, you know what? We live in a great country. Um, we're blessed in so many ways that we take for granted. Um, it is certainly frustrating when you feel like you see uh, your country, you know, sort of wasting away and slipping through the fingers of what people had in mind for what it was going to be. But it's not too late either. I really, Mm -hmm. truly believe that. And like that piece from the Federalist we were talking about yesterday, a lot of times it does start in your own town, in your own block, and then, you know, expand. Well, Whether it's school boards, it's city councils, it's, you know, bringing value to your own city, that sort of thing. I
5: mean, it's always been the old old adage, right? yes all politics are local
4: yes you've said it many times yep okay some other bright news life expectancy drops for the second straight year lowest since
6: 1996 yeah oh it's fantastic because of fentanyl right opioids that's that's certainly part of it yes
4: well and they're saying well there's still some COVID deaths yeah but as far as the reporting go as far as i can tell that's a little bit sketchy because you don't know, are you saying
6: they died of COVID or they happened to have COVID when they died? Yeah, that that's a harder number to pin down. And also yes. when you're talking about lowering life expectancy, generally you're talking about an increase in the amount of deaths of younger people, meaning under the age of 60, under the age of 50. Yes. That's what would bring down the life expectancy and that is overwhelmingly not COVID. that's that's opioids that's drug overdoses and suicide
4: yes well and the number one killer of people is heart disease it is yeah i'm not saying that because you had heart no no no, but it has been for a while yeah and (laughs) listen man it's not to spook anybody but yeah there's a lot more talk about well what about myocarditis and what about Mm -hmm. some of these heart attacks and Let's just say it's being looked at. At least
6: this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Biggest story though today. Well, that you know, that big old funding uh, bill has been passed through the Senate. Goes to the House. It's going to get rubber stamped there, and uh, there we go. I still don't understand why
4: Republican senators couldn't say, "You just dropped this in our lap. We can't do this."
6: What happens if they just say no? Well, because it's Christmas. They don't want to work over Christmas. I know they raised millions of dollars to uh, campaign for these jobs, but you can't expect them to work. Unreal. All right, Robbins, I know you got your trifecta all set up and ready to go. Yes, sir. And then
4: going through the year in media, 2022, Canadian truckers were involved in an insurrection, said the media. Straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, the millennial David Van Camp and the sexy boomer,
7: Scott Robbins. Okay. For people that bad at Keith Care.
4: What? <laughs> Sorry, that's. Everybody deserves it. I think he bad and Barack both believe that Barack right.
7: Barack and I think yeah. it's a right for people that bad at Keith Care. Yes. Bad at Care? That's
6: right. Bad at Kepp Care.
7: <laughs> yeah.
6: A right. I hope it was
4: in the omnibus bill.
7: <laughs> For people that bad at care, they're
4: right. right. Yes, of course.
5: Ah, oh, boy.
4: Okay, so that got passed. One point seven trillion. Yep. And another forty-five and change billion to Ukraine. Yes, sir. And of course, that was big story. Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, speaking before Congress. You had Kamala and Nancy Pelosi sitting behind him, and the awkward clapping. I suppose it's too late to teach Nancy how to clap now without looking ridiculous. Why even try now? <laughs>
5: well, no, there's no reason.
4: Is that just me? Did you see that? I you st- it's, it's, it's not that like you, weirdo, you clap. Oh, yeah. You got to stick your arms out straight and then clap. Like that gives it
6: some sort of added yeah.
4: enthusiasm. Like you're one of those big stuffed animals at Disney World or something
6: well, walking I, around. Here's the thing, though. She's had some work done, so her skin doesn't like stretch in that direction all that well she can't really bend the elbows ah,
4: okay all right you know independent journalist green uh glenn greenwald was on tucker last night and i thought it was interesting because people have talked about this before when you're just talking about UK- ukraine in general and the war and how much money we're putting into it with no end in sight because Biden keeps saying it doesn't matter how long it takes. right? It doesn't matter how much money it costs. Mm-hmm. Basically, we're in this. And you ask yourself the question, okay, does this just prolong it? And I'm trying to look at the other side, too, and the point of, well, if Putin got a hold of all of Ukraine, then what's next? Baltics. And right. you're going to have to put more money into NATO to help them. And I don't know how much you buy into that, David. It It just feels like, okay, we're in another war. It's not, quote, American troops at this point, but it's a whole lot of money, a whole lot of weapons. And Greenwald was asked, what's in it for the American people here? AND THIS WAS THE RESPONSE.
0: IN WHAT CONCEIVABLE WAY WILL THE LIVES OF AMERICAN CITIZENS BE MATERIALLY IMPROVED? HOW WILL YOU OR YOUR FAMILY'S LIVES BE PROTECTED OR FOSTERED BY SENDING TENS OF BILLIONS OF DOLLARS, NOW IN EXCESS OF $100 BILLION TO THE WAR IN UKRAINE, EXCEPT FOR THE TINY NUMBER OF PEOPLE WHO OWN HUGE AMOUNTS OF STOCK AND THE WEAPONS MANUFACTURERS WHO HAVE DONE EXTREMELY WELL FROM THIS WAR, HOW HAVE AMERICANS BENEFITED IN ANY WAY? AND THE AMAZING THING, Tucker, IS THAT YOU WILL NEVER EVEN HEAR any of these people, Mitch McConnell, Chuck Schumer, Nancy, all of whom are in complete agreement on this, the leadership of both parties, even pretend that they have an answer to that question because they don't. This year, this week, rather, millions of our own citizens, American citizens, are set to lose their Medicaid coverage, their health coverage when they and their kids get sick because we can't find $1.7 billion to extend it. And yet we're about to send another $44.5 billion to fund this war in Ukraine.
4: Okay, enough right there. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fair point for a lot of people. But is that discussion going to happen in legacy media even? Hey, there's there's another side to look at this.
6: No. Yeah. yeah. To to me, it's it's like the COVID stuff all over again. It's like you can't even raise a question without being called a Putin stooge in this in this case. And to me, it's like if you want to make the argument that. This is actually less costly than defending a war with NATO allies. okay? because that would involve American troops. And so Mm -hmm. if you want to make that argument, then you can make that argument. Um, That's fine. Uh, But also my biggest issue is why is there such resistance to doing a simple audit of where all that equipment has gone? And you see the reaction I mean, when people bring that up. Yeah, I mean the the UK is is moving forward with doing an audit of of its aid to Ukraine as well. And and granted, it's probably easier for them because they haven't you know committed as much as we have. But you you would think it's it's kind of common sense. You want to know, okay, where is all this money going? And and you know there was that report that actually CBS News axed. <laughs> Uh, that said that we can only account for about 30% of the equipment that we've sent there. Well, that, that's yeah. a problem. What is going on?
5: <laughs> I mean,
6: <gasps> and,
4: and granted, You know, again, I mean, if, you,
5: if you've ever done a budget before for any company, I mean, they go down to, like, the office supplies.
4: Oh, goodness. You know, yeah. I mean, it's everything. Oh, yeah.
5: Everything is there. You have to account for it. Yes. And budget for it. Yes. We don't know where... We're handing stuff over, and we have no idea what the inventory even is or what it looks like or anything. Nothing.
4: Well, and you get the feeling that, okay, as an example. Yeah. And this was decades ago now. Scott, you and I worked at a place, and it was like a radio group. Yeah. But the the money, the backing came from 500 miles away. Yes. People would fly in. They wanted to know, how is the money being spent? Right. Where's my money? Yeah. And how are you doing as far as the investment we're making? Right. Right? Yeah. You had to answer the question. Yes. You get the feeling right now, if we were to ask Zelensky, hey, what what's going on with the weapons? He would say, how dare you ask me? Right. And they would cower. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We don't know. We don't know. That's one of the frustrating things.
5: We moved a lot of product. but We'd have no idea if we kept to where it is.
4: Well, and the weapons that we left in Afghanistan, oh, billions. gosh. Some of that is being used to fight against Ukraine right of now. Of course. <laughs> but again, to Greenwald's point, God. you know who's making a lot of money? Oh, yeah. People with those stock investments. That's right. Building the arms. Okay, you ready for your big three of the day, Scott? Yeah, let's real. do this.
3: Are you ready? One, one two, one my shoe. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta! Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every
4: day at this time, Scott Robbins' top three of the day, always helped by his hero. Hi, it's me, Casey.
5: Are you out Christmas shopping later today, Casey? Yeah. Okay. Get
6: it done. Okay. I'm ready. All right. Three. Uh, you're telling me that soon-to-be former Illinois congressman Adam Kinzinger can sleep at night now.
5: You know, uh, guys, it is really amazing. Adam Kinzinger even has time to serve in Congress. I mean, uh, he's so busy out there saving democracy every day. I, I'm surprised. I'm shocked. But the guy can multitask,
4: no doubt about it. Hey, by the way, for your trifecta, because it's yeah.
5: yours. I, listen, I'm not trying to influence. What I you know, pick? but you don't want to talk about him anymore. Okay.
4: <laughs> is there, like, 2023, is it going to be no more... I, well, no, he'll be gone. Yes. What What happens when he shows up on CNN or well, whatever? Well, I'll have to blast him again. Okay, just ask It's my
5: job, Jamie. Okay. He tweeted out, <clears throat> I know my kid will be proud to have the last name Kinzinger, and a lot of my colleagues will have kids that will be
4: ashamed of theirs. Okay, all right. Forgive me for even questioning it. You absolutely should have brought that to the trifecta. Are you friggin' kidding me? He tweeted
5: that? I wish I was, but I'm not.
4: Oh my goodness. (laughs) Stating the obvious lack of self awareness. You don't know how that can turn on you,
5: dude? I have to explain to his kid why his dad makes kissy faces of himself in the mirror, though.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: this guy. It'll be- These other people, those kids are going to be ashamed of him. not mine.
4: Dad, why were you such a crier? <laughs> <laughs> you guys held? <laughs>
5: <laughs> we're getting closer and closer right. to number one. I accept one. your apology, by the way, for that Adam Kinzinger story, yes.
6: That's a couple of apologies today. (laughs) Thank you for accepting. okay. Scott Robbins trifecta. Top three of the day. Two. Well, another congressman uh, from Illinois got a couple hundred thousand dollars from Sam Bankman Freed, the guy who's.
5: Yeah, $200,000 to Chewy Garcia's campaign. Uh, Chewy got $200,000 in his campaign to run for Congress.
4: Okay. Now you sorry. Hold on. What's that? I think it begs the question. Is that real name? They, Chewy? They call him Chewy.
5: Okay. C-H-U-Y. Chewy Garcia. Got it. And uh, anyway, he's a Democratic congressman, part of the machine in, in Chicago. So you may say to yourself, well, he gave him $200,000. Hey, man, you know it's bankman free. He's throwing money around like crazy. The difference here is, is clear. This guy had no opponent. So he gave him $200,000, and he had no opponent. Really?
6: Yeah. Wow.
5: I don't think that's ever happened before. Maybe I'm wrong. No, he's a ma-
6: I think he's running for mayor now. He is he? running for
5: mayor now, Yeah. Yeah,
6: and one of the big scandals locally is that he also had a registered sex offender going and collecting signatures for him well, the Well, he did do ballot. that, too,
5: as well. Yeah. Chewy did? <laughs> Chewy, yeah, did. Chewy did. <laughs> Chewy sad. Well, in all fairness, the sex offender stay out of the neighborhood, I suppose,
6: where he was oh, gotcha. convicted. All right. Scott Robbins trifecta. This guy. Top right. three of the day.
5: Now, on with the countdown.
6: Yes. One. Uh, Number one, a new gag order in place for Border Patrol agents. Yeah, the Biden administration has barred Customs and Border
5: Protection officials from sharing any information about the magnitude of the illegal border crossings. Why? Without approval from the Department of Homeland Security. No. Yes. What are you going to do about it? They're going to get fired. Okay. Now, this. Now I would, I would assume them talking to the press would be a benefit for those who live close to the border, so they would kind of have some kind of idea where people might be crossing <laughs> into their backyards or into their neighborhoods or whatever, right? Not going to happen. Uh, such an order, they say, is unprecedented, as agencies post stats frequently. Unprecedented
4: would be a good word. So mayorcus saying that you can't talk about it. He's Without gonna? our approval. Yeah. Right. But the same guy that says, um, the border <laughs> the border is secure. Yeah, it's that guy.
5: Yeah. It's a public safety issue, I think, at this point. But they're going to quash any communications with the press and the public about illegal border crossing numbers. So you're going to have no idea. Wow. And there you have it. Without and the Department of Homeland Security signing off on it, which, of course, they're
4: more than willing to do, I'm sure. Wow. And that's the trifecta. Thank you. Scott, as always, there's a lot going on today. <laughs> a lot of things just slide by as we're heading into uh, the holidays this weekend. For Christmas. We'll get an update on that. And Nimrod's in the news. Uh, there's certain things you should not use Christmas ornaments for. Oh, no. A cautionary tale straight ahead. All right, then. The Markley Van Camp and Robert Show.
6: Jeremy Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update David Van Camp. I, I just, I love this. Okay. USA Today doing some dazzling coverage of the winter storm and, the, and the, the whatever they, the bomb cyclone or whatever that's hitting all over the U.S. right now, driving temperatures down into the cellar. Uh, here's the headline Tempted to joke about global warming amid the freezing cold. Here's what experts say about that. (laughs) You can't make this crap up, man. (laughs) Okay. If you share a meme, then you're a sir today. Here's what the experts are going to tell you. All right.
4: Okay. okay.
6: What are they going to tell us? Oh, well, one of the experts quoted said something like, well, I use this as an opportunity to talk about the broader implications of climate change, blah, 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 all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but just a few months ago, national media saw that there were floods in Dallas and said that was because of global warming. Not to mention hurricanes hitting Florida, unheard of until this year, was because of global warming. Ah. Right. Even though NOAA, which runs the National Weather Service says they don't see any connection between climate change and uh, an uptick in the number of devastating storms. But if you dare say that. You know, there were, there were also some tornadoes in the Dallas-Fort Worth area a couple of weeks ago.
7: Mm-hmm.
6: And uh, there were some people saying, well, obviously that's climate change. Uh, tornadoes in December? No! And I was that's... very I was very proud of some of the local... Uh, uh, meteorologists who actually shared, historically, I mean, you're talking about going back to like the 1880s, uh, actually December, outside of the spring months, is always the most active tornado month in North Texas.
4: You know,
6: that's just brainwashing over a period of time. Totally is. One of the most
4: interesting conversations you can hear is two different, quote, scientists that agree that the climate has changed. But what are the effects going to be 10 years 50 years 100 years from now vastly different because it's theories (laughs) but you have the entire world acting off of theories that's certainly not settled it's like this as they say robust debate going on of what exactly it is and a lot of people that are respected are saying okay you can change things over time but if you get away from fossil fuels and try to do it by 2030 You don't understand the effects of what it's going to mean for the human race. Right. It it will be death more than you
6: can possibly imagine. Well, well, no joke. You're talking about a couple billion people dying. Yes. If you were to just cut it off completely. Yes. Oh, real quick. Uh, Year in review. 2022, before we get to Nimrods. Canadian truckers, David. Oh, yeah. They were insurrectionists, if you remember. They were were protesting (laughs) the vaccine mandate in canada and our media and canadian media they were in sync man wow roll it
0: ottawa is being besieged by a group of anti-do anything about covid truckers called the freedom convoy the police chief is calling it a nationwide
7: insurrection Driven by madness, a threat to democracy, a, an insurrection, sedition, sedition, insurrection, a threat to democracy. We've heard it called a nationwide
0: insurrection. This is kind of our insurrection by Airhorn. There hasn't been as much oh violence gosh. as some had perhaps projected, <laughs> but that does not necessarily mean that it has been peaceful. What a bunch of ninnies.
6: Insurrection Hello? by air horn. That has got to be a country album in the next 12 months. <laughs> yeah, insurrection agreed. by Airhorn. Air it horn. has
4: to be. Wow. All right. Roll it. (laughs) Got to get the
3: When the going gets tough. Damn it. This is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley Van Camp and Robbins show.
5: I love the poorly educated.
3: All right. Nimrods in the news.
4: There have been a few people that have had to go to the ER apparently recently uh, because of misuse of Christmas ornaments. Misuse? Yeah, you're there's a doctor out there warning, this was at the New York Post, uh, that you shouldn't um like self gratify. Is that the adult way of saying it? it
3: was masturbating. Okay,
4: whatever with, with ornament? Yeah. They said don't do that. Are you holding it? Uh all I'm seeing is the x rays of a part of a candy cane or a no Christmas bulb that belongs on a tree and a body part that shouldn't be there. Oh. No. Oh buddy. Ah. Yeah I, yeah, the doctor's saying don't do that. And that's Nimrod's in the day. <laughs>